I'm David Morant. And I'm Sufei Zhao. We're two Android developers at Touch Lab based in New York City. Welcome to episode zero of Neapolitan. So what is Neapolitan and why are we doing a podcast? So Android's tagline is be together, not the same. And we wanted to start a podcast that celebrates the diversity of the Android community across development, design, community organization, everything. Also, Android N totally should have been named Neapolitan, just saying. <laughs> so in this first episode, we wanted to just introduce ourselves and basically tell you who we are. So we came up with three questions to ask each other. All right. Sounds good to me. Okay. My first question is, um, how do you judge a company when you see their team and their culture and I guess how does diversity affect how you judge a company? Um, and just to highlight like why I thought of this question is um, I recently realized, you know, some companies have a preference like, oh, we really need a woman developer. And the fact that it sounds like they will hire any woman developer over a more qualified male developer got me thinking about it. Like, you know, I feel like I judge this company, even though they want to be diverse, but makes me see them differently. So I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I definitely know what you mean in that regard. Um, you know, coincidentally, this, part of the reason why I, I kind of wanted to do this podcast with you is so that we can uh, put more exposure towards uh, very qualified candidates who are diverse, like very qualified developers, designers, etc., who are diverse and you don't have to put a requirement of we need X number of women or X number of people of color to be at this company. You know, um, I, I, I know what you mean. Like it's, it's difficult to see a company that just really wants to be diverse, but they don't. They, they want it as sort of like a symbol just to say we are diverse rather than we have we are like equally hiring people who are qualified from different backgrounds and things like that. Um, yeah. Based on how I see a company, yeah, like a company that just wants to be diverse for the sake of being diverse, I feel like it misses the, the point of why we need diversity in these companies. Like, yeah. I, I know a bunch of people say things like uh, being diverse really helps your company spot problems in their product. But I think it's something more than that. Um, you know, uh, if it's if we only want these other viewpoints just to make our product better, I think you missed the point that, you know, I came from a CS background and I see that no, there are barely any women in my classes. There, there were barely any people of color in my classes um, mm -hmm. that, that hiring these diverse people is showing that these people belong in our in our field they don't it's not that uh we just need them to make a product better it's it's no that these people actually have something to contribute this is a field that anyone can actually join right that's a good point yeah i feel like a lot of especially um coming from coalition for queens like we were all very diverse and the, the whole point of having Coalition for Queens is to point out that there aren't enough students of color and women in the CS classes. And I feel like that has to do with 
the message that we're sending kids because I didn't pick computer science when I was in school because it seemed like it wasn't a place where I belonged. It was a place for, you know, a lot of white and Asian male. Um, and I feel like the problem is going back to, you know, where do you belong as you're trying to find your path in life? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Should I ask you my second question? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go through all yours. Okay, sure. Um, my second question is more about work-life balance. And I feel like male engineers don't get this question enough. It was mostly like women engineers, if they have kids or family life, we asked them about work-life balance. But I feel like it's also important to understand like maybe we could learn from male engineers to keep our work-life balance. Um, and it's not just about like, you know, spending time with, saving time to spend with your family and friends, but also how do you stop working when you're so involved in what you're doing? Like we, we're all very passionate. We're in this field because we're passionate about what we're working on, but it's about, you know, stopping yourself to take a break. And often that's really hard. That's a problem that I have. Like I can't seem to take a break when I'm really deep in the rabbit hole. So um, I was wondering if you have any advice about how you keep your work-life balance. Oh man, I'm 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 so bad at that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad at it because I I'm I'm definitely the same way as you said, where it's like if I'm on a problem, I will just try and like keep working on it. Like especially if I'm right, if I'm really yeah. in the rabbit hole, like I yeah. I really want to want to finish it sort of like I'm in I'm in a groove and it's sort of like I want to I just want to stay in that same mental focus of just trying to finish things so work-life balance is actually pretty tough for me like fortunately I don't really have a lot of other uh, a lot of other responsibilities outside of work and I mean general home life but I you know I don't have kids I don't have you know a spouse I, like there's nothing that I really mm-hmm. have to worry about in that regard. So I feel like the the fact that I don't have much to balance sort of enables me to to like tilt that in in favor of one, uh, in, mm-hmm. in in favor of work. Um, but yeah, I, do you feel like that's a problem then? Like um, the fact that it's enabling you to tilt it towards work. Um, I know that you know right now it might. It might not be a huge problem, but do you want it to keep enabling you to lean towards work? Yes, I need to get kids. <laughs> I, need to, I need to have some kids <laughs> just to, to fully to get this to get this on track. Um, I don't. I don't want it to take over my life. You know, I definitely want to be able to step back and just say, you know, I'm I've done enough. Uh, you know, this is this is the time work starts and this is the time work ends, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to get as much done during that time and only that time. But mm-hmm. it definitely, it definitely does enable me, and I think I also help enable it myself in terms of I want to, I want to solve these problems. I want to get better, and right. like you said, we're all in this field because of that. We want to do right. good work, and I think that right. sort of doubles down when something you like to do is also what you do for work. You know, there's no right. separation there. It's sort of like, I also do this for fun. So 
why not keep doing this fun thing for work? And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not something I want to continue forever, but right. I, I don't see it necessarily stopping here today. Right. Um, I guess why I ask about if you want it to enable you is because um, sometimes I feel like I get a fresh perspective when I have other hobbies, you know, mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people have other hobbies in our fields, but it's also setting time aside to keep that hobby going because I'm the type that usually picks up a new activity and then after a while it just, you know, slows down and I I don't do it as much. I don't have time to do it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more you experience in life, like it gives you a new perspective and you can approach work differently because everything, you know, kind of joins together and it does affect work whether you realize it or not. So um, I feel like it is important for us to diversify, but it's also hard to get ourselves out there and start something new when, you know, we like what we do at work, we're comfortable with where we are, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess it was more of a question on how you feel about, you know, making yourself get out of your comfort zone to do other stuff besides, you know, Android and tech. Mm-hmm. I have some hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my last question, I guess, is kind of traces back um, to the previous one too, uh, is on career goals. Um, like, I I'm still I feel like I'm still pretty in the beginning of my career. And I've seen in the field people taking different paths once you get to the senior level or a more senior level, um, you know, whether it's management, uh, going the PM route, going the evangelist route. Um, You know, do you have, do you know what path you're interested in or, you know, where do you see your career going? Yeah, I, that, that really does link into the last question in terms of, like just wanting to continue. Like I, I constantly want to get better because for me, it was, yes, I came from a CS background, but all of the stuff I've learned for Android is, you know, watching talks and, you know, doing this on my own. We didn't learn this in school, watching talks, mm-hmm. um, you know, Googling like a caveman all the time, uh, just trying to, to learn a bunch of stuff and prove that like, you know, I can do this. So I feel like that doubles down and I, I really want to like become one of the one of those developers who just you know has I like I want to I want to stay in the development route you know I'm not really looking towards management or anything like that but mm-hmm. I I want to become the best engineer that I can be um, mm-hmm. and after that wherever that takes me from there uh, it's sort of like you know uh, changing priorities at that time if if things change then but I want to I want to to double down on being a really good engineer because uh, I just, I guess I just want to keep proving to myself, like I can get better. I can, I can do better than that. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to keep getting better at that. Does that also mean you're interested in going the speaker route? Cause like you said, you watch these videos of these Android rock stars <laughs> um, and they are definitely great at what they do and we know that because they show off their work and they teach others through speaking and you know writing blogs is that something you see yourself doing um 
Speaking, I don't know, maybe? I like writing, which is odd that I've never like really written anything in terms of stuff that I've learned. But in terms of teaching, uh, I've actually come from about two years of teaching at, at coding boot camps. Um, so that's that was my way of being of like trying to uh, give back the knowledge that I've that I've learned because I also mm-hmm. taught at Coalition for Queens, um, and for me it was just so great to <laughs> like save some people some of the struggle that I went through of just like things that I know took me a month of just trying to Google different things and bashing my head against the wall trying to understand something and just saying no 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 you don't want to go down this route this route this route has has a lot of potholes and there are spikes everywhere don't don't do this there's a better way in this realm um so not necessarily the speaking route but i i I definitely do want to you know share some of the knowledge that i've gotten from the community because the community has done so much to help me um, mm-hmm. so I feel like giving back in that way, whichever way it ends up taking form, I definitely want to give back to the community since it helped me get to where I am. Great. Then you're definitely on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. So is it time for my questions? I guess so. I'm a little nervous now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back and hit you with some uh, thesis-level <laughs> questions. Um, so this, this first question is more personal since we do work together, and uh, I see how you work, and I'm totally jealous. Um, so I, I, we've, we've pair programmed together, and I've just seen your I'm-going-to-break-this mentality of just like, you want to get something to work or you're refactoring and you're just totally unafraid to just destroy things to get to, <laughs> to your goal. And it's like, I, I am so scared to break something while I'm like moving forward. I want to make sure I can do like a one for one replacement. And mm-hmm. you just, you are just so okay with like breaking down these barriers. So like, where do you, <laughs> where do you get that from? I'm so jealous. <laughs> Um, wow. I've never actually thought about that. That's really interesting. Honestly, like, I guess that's just all about breaking something to make it better, right? And it's not that um, I fear breaking it. Like, yes, it is terrifying to know that, uh-oh, what if I could never make this work again? You know, on the inside, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like to get started, unless I break it, I wouldn't know where to start to fix it again. So, like, I, I'm not scared to delete code and move things around just to piece it back together. Because I feel like I'm a very visual learner, um, and I, I learn the best by doing. So I feel like if I break it, then I could see, like, oh, this is probably a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And that's how I go about refactoring most of the time. Like if I keep everything there, I'll never know where I should begin. <laughs> so it's more of a visual learning experience for me where I have to break it to find out which path I should take. Yeah, I feel you. So yeah. So on the inside, I feel the same way as you. Like, uh-oh, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh-oh, what if this never exactly, works out? <laughs> that's exactly yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. On the inside, I'm like that, but on you know the IDE, I just go crazy on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just ignore all of the red. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I bring it up because I've heard a lot of times, like a lot of the time I hear that um, people, people who are trying to spin towards diversity and, you know, say why they want to hire more diverse people, it's because uh, these people have been through things and, you know, they, they're unafraid of, of, you know, change and things like that. And I've always wondered, like, if that's actually a thing that people attribute it to or if it's just a matter of, nope, that's just who this person is, you know? Oh, like if I've experienced something that causes me to to just be unafraid, be to you know, to things. walk through the fire. I don't know. Like it's <laughs> it's just something you see all the time, where it's like they are resilient. People of color and women to be in this field, they have to be so resilient to to go through things. And I I just wonder <laughs> if you, you know, when did you when did you find your resilience? <laughs> well, honestly, I think a big career change does just does that to you. Um, I come from a science background and it's not like we break things in the science lab, you know, it's actually very thought out. We have to plan procedures and experiments before we perform them. And when I first started learning tech, I just realized like, yes, there are things you can plan in advance, you know, architecture or how you should approach a problem. But once you attack it, it's kind of like, there's no one way to do this thing. There are multiple ways to solve a problem and you won't know until you're deep in it to realize what's the best way to do it. So I feel like I've just took that message and just used it. And that's why I'm not afraid to break things. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe coming from such a logical science background has made me realize the difference between the two because tech is not like that. Like there's no one path to a solution, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be it. That's true. I never thought about that. You're so resilient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next question is, you know, since we have this podcast and hopefully people want to come on this podcast, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm jinxing it, <laughs> but <laughs> if you could interview anyone, like if, if you had the choice to just say, I want this, this person to come on, this, this woman, this person of color to come on and just pick their brain and be able to ask them all the questions that you want. Like, who would that person be? If you don't have just one, you can, you can Ooh, list a couple. Like in the Android community? Uh, yes, that's what, that's what I was thinking, Taurus. But I mean, if there's anyone outside of the Android community, even maybe. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. Okay. Maybe let's just limit it to the Android community. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough. If I could interview one person. Okay. Um, honestly, there are just so many good candidates. Like you said, there are so many rock stars in the Android community. Um, and the thing is, they all have like... A niche like they're all great at this one aspect mm -hmm. like Nick Butcher is great at animations and every time I hear him speak I'm like amazed at what he can make code do for him oh yeah <laughs> right um so I think Nick will be a great candidate just because well I'm a little obsessed with him right now because <laughs> we just heard a talk on, <laughs> that he gave at JoyCon and I was just blown away um because I would love to learn 
more UI aspect, like how to make a, um, you know, an app beautiful. Because honestly, in especially in the consumer world of Android, to get your app featured or like on the front page of the Play Store, it has to be beautiful and you know full of animations and really user friendly. And I think that's something that Nick is amazing at. You know, and I would learn to learn from him and see how he approaches, you know, design problems. Because I feel like that's what I lack in my background. Like I don't, I'm not great at design. Um, I used to just go on the uh, Android. There's a Tumblr on Android UI. Oh, Android like beautiful Nikes? Android app. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, I used to just go on that and just stare at these beautiful apps yeah. and think like, "Wow, how did this person come up with this?" And yeah. kind of just use that as inspiration when I approach my apps. But yeah, it would be great to hear his point of view—not just how he makes it, but how he chooses to do what he does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Like I, I also sat in on that talk at DroidCon. I think it's. Vector Drawables. Uh, I forget yes, exactly what yeah. the name of the the talk was, but it was it was great. And it's like, how did you think of turning a magnifying glass into an arrow? Like, how, yes. like how did you think that this is what needs to be done here? It's yeah, and crazy. I didn't even know it was possible, and yeah. you made it possible. You know, yeah, it's pretty yeah. magical. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm totally like a snob when I when I. And I download apps. I'm like, this app doesn't look so great. Let's 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 <laughs> see if there's another one that looks better. It's right, like it, it definitely yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my last question is kind of cheating because it's not a question at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, how about you give some shout outs to the homies? You know, the uh, can you give a shout out to since I, I know. You've had a hard time picking people. If you can give yes. <laughs> maybe three shout outs to, to women or people of color that you think are doing great work. You don't necessarily have to know them, but this could be your chance to say, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, number one, number one's easy. I definitely have to give a shout out to Yulia Kalita. Um, mm -hmm. We were classmates from Coalition for Queens. And she works at Jet.com now, and she is pretty inspiring to think that, like, she didn't come from a CS background either. We learned together. We went through the whole 10 months together, um, and now she's, like, writing blogs and giving talks at conferences. That's really inspiring to see how in this short amount of time that we learned to join a new field and start a new career that he, she's been able to differentiate herself and really just, you know, brand herself as somebody who's capable of taking a new idea and running with it. Cause she built the whole instant apps for jet.com. It's amazing. And her talks, her talk was really amazing too. Cause she just, shared you know the difficulties that she went through so we don't have to go through them when we do want to implement instant apps um mm -hmm. and that's amazing that makes me think like you know maybe i should get out of my comfort zone and do something like that too um also her talk was amazing at joy con yes <laughs> her talk was amazing yeah 
really inspiring stuff. Um, number two. Ooh. See, I had one prepared, but now you're asking for three. Yeah, I had to, I had to switch it up on you. <laughs> um, number two. Okay, so I did just meet her. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to Izzy Oji. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. I'm not sure. But I, I <laughs> right. Um, so Izzy sorry. actually used to work. Yeah. <laughs> she used to work at Touch Lab actually right before we joined. So I'm kind of sad that we, you know, just missed her. Yeah. Because um, I've seen her code and I've heard, you know, what amazing work she does. Um, I did just meet her last week. But um, from the brief things that, you know, I've talked to her about and I've heard about her, uh, it seems like she just really knows what she wants to do and she's mm-hmm. not afraid to, you know, change her lifestyle to do them. Like she uh, just joined a new company and she knew like, this is the company that I want to work for and I'm going to go for it. And I think that's also takes a lot of courage too, because we hear like we should, you know, stick to a company learn as much as you can you know it looks bad on your resume if you hop around too much Mm -hmm. and I feel like in the back of my head I really care about those things because I think I really care about you know people who judge me based on my resume and um, it takes courage to not listen to what society says and just know what makes you happy Mm -hmm. to make a career change like that Um, so you know, I don't even know her that well yet, but it makes me really want to get to know her more. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and number three, um, number three, I think I just kind of want to say Lisa Ray because she was, her and Nick, I was trying to pick which one I wanted to interview for her last question because mm-hmm. um, Lisa Ray is also really amazing. Uh, and... I think I just want to give a shout out because I want to say, hey, Lisa, I love to interview you too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those are good three. Um, Yeah, that's it. Are you happy with my answers? Yes, those are good answers. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Neapolitan. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach us at at NeapolitanPod on Twitter. Okay, that was pretty good.